Welcome to The Randy Report. I'm Randy Slavacek, your host. I'm also the writer and editor of therandyreport.com, where you can find me every single day on the internet reporting on the daily news cycle in terms of politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. In this week's headlines, a Mississippi funeral home refuses to cremate a gay man. The Equality Act was reintroduced in Congress. Donald Trump signed his Religious Liberty Executive Order without specific LGBT animus, but don't exhale just yet. And President Trump's anti-LGBT Army Secretary withdrew from consideration due to his past homophobic, transphobic, and Islamophobic comments. All that and more on this episode of The Randy Report. A Mississippi family's grief after losing a loved one was made even more painful when the local funeral home refused to perform their relative's cremation because he was gay. Robert Husky passed away in May of 2016 after his heart condition worsened over the previous year. Knowing that his death was imminent, Husky's nephew had made arrangements with the local funeral home the month before his passing. However, According to a lawsuit announced this week by Lambda Legal, the Picayune Funeral Home refused to pick up and cremate Husky's body as planned upon discovering that Husky was gay and married to his longtime companion of 52 years, Jack Zawadzki. In a statement released this Tuesday by Zawadzki, he said, I felt as if all the air had been knocked out of me. Bob was my life, and we had always felt so welcome in this community. And then... At a moment of such personal pain and loss, to have someone do what they did to me, to us, to Bob, I just couldn't believe it. No one should be put through what we were put through. According to the lawsuit documents, the family eventually found another funeral home with cremation services that would take Husky's body, but it was 90 miles away. Lambda Legal attorney Beth Luttrell told NBC News this week that they are suing the funeral home and its parent company, Brewer Funeral Services for breach of contract, intentional infliction of emotional distress, and negligent misrepresentation. In a phone call to the Picayune Funeral Home, a staffer said the company's attorney forbid them from discussing the lawsuit. It's important to remember that Mississippi offers no discrimination protections for LGBT citizens in any category. And speaking of LGBT protections, this week saw the reintroduction of the Equality Act, federal legislation that would finally guarantee clear and equal protections under federal law for all Americans regarding employment, access to public spaces, housing, credit, education, and federally funded programs. Today, in a majority of U.S. states, 31 to be exact, LGBTQ people are at risk of being fired, evicted, or denied services because of who they are. Not only does the legislation have bipartisan support, but the Equality Act has wide-ranging support from the business community. 92 major corporations have now joined the Human Rights Campaign's Business Coalition for the Equality Act. Among them, Abercrombie Fitch & Company, Amazon, American Airlines, Apple, Bank of America, Chevron, Cisco Systems, Coca-Cola, General Electric, Hewlett-Packard, Intel, Levi Strauss & Company, MasterCard, PepsiCo, Procter & Gamble, Target, and many, many more. 
the overwhelming majority of Americans support full federal equality for LGBT people. Polling released last year shows 70% approval for such legislation, including a majority of Democrats, Republicans, and Independents. That poll included 42,000 interviews in 50 states and found majority support for the Equality Act in all 50 states. Now, I don't expect the Equality Act to be passed under this current administration or this Republican-controlled Congress, but it's important that this legislation keeps coming to the forefront to show America and to show the world that citizens care about protections and rights like these. It's important that we just keep pushing, 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 because it's not over yet. And here's a subtle example why. President Trump on Thursday signed an executive order titled Promoting Free Speech and Religious Liberty that promotes religious organizations' ability to endorse political candidates. While the executive order didn't have the anti-LGBTQ animus of a previously leaked version, it still makes clear the intentions of this administration to curtail LGBTQ rights in favor of religious zealots. During the signing ceremony, Trump said, quote, We will not allow people of faith to be targeted, bullied, or silenced anymore. End quote. Does that sound familiar? He continued saying, We will never, ever stand for religious discrimination. Never, ever. Some evangelical Christians were disappointed in the narrow range of the executive order, but it's not unusual for Republican presidents to string along their Christian base by not immediately delivering on big-ticket campaign items. We all remember President George W. Bush disappointed some of his anti-LGBTQ activists in his first few years, but eventually gave in to their demands and promoted a federal marriage amendment just before the 2004 election to energize those voters for what was expected to be a close election after growing tensions with the Iraq War and Bush's dismal approval numbers. While the far-right and extreme religious folks were angry about the absence of anti-LGBT rhetoric, more mainstream social conservative figures, if you can call them that, like Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council, expressed satisfaction regarding the religious liberty order and withheld any criticism. For now, only four months into the Trump presidency, socially conservative figures are playing nice and enjoying their access to the White House. But trust and believe that they will make their dislike known before the 2020 election if Trump doesn't get more hardcore on anti-LGBTQ issues. He'll need to do something major to inhibit LGBTQ rights to placate those folks. And with Pence at his side, Trump has someone who knows what they want and who will know when to deliver on something that will satisfy them. This is not a time to think we've won. However... Chalk up a small but important victory for LGBTQ folks who lifted their voices these past several weeks over the nomination of Mark Green, a Republican Tennessee state senator for Army Secretary. Green pulled his name from consideration this past Friday, saying his nomination had become a distraction, quote, due to false and misleading attacks against me, end quote. Green quickly drew fire from advocacy organizations for gays and lesbians and other minority groups regarding controversial comments he had made in the past. Democrats, including Senate Minority Leader Chuck Schumer of New York, had announced strong opposition to Green's nomination. And even some Republicans, like veteran Senator John McCain, expressed discomfort with the pick. 
McCain, who serves as the Republican chairman of the Senate Armed Services Committee, which would have conducted the confirmation hearings, called Green's past comments, quote, very concerning and said he would need to explain himself to the committee. Various groups of different stripes denounced the nomination, though. GLAD, for example, found and released audio from a radio program in which Green, discussing his sponsorship of a bill that would have forced transgender students to use the bathroom that matches their legal sex rather than their actual gender, saying at the time his responsibility as a state senator was to, quote, crush evil. Wow, there's a statement. Others pointed to his sponsorship of legislation that would allow mental health practitioners to refuse to treat LGBT patients and his support for a bill that would effectively bar transgender high school and college students from using public restrooms. At a Chattanooga Tea Party event last September, Green said, quote, if you poll the psychiatrists, they're going to tell you transgender is a disease, end quote. Green also faced opposition from Muslim groups for comments he has made that Muslim organizations considered derogatory towards the Islamic faith and its followers. At that same Chattanooga event, Green said he doesn't believe students should learn anything about Muslim beliefs and religious practices and claimed erroneously that Muslims don't believe Jesus, quote, was born from a virgin. Okay. VoteVets.org, a veterans organization that opposed Green's nomination, said his withdrawal was, quote, a good thing for the Army and for the nation, end quote. Clearly, Green saw the writing on the wall even before withdrawing from the nomination, writing on Facebook on April 25th that certain people are, quote, cutting and splicing my words to paint me as a hater, end quote. No, Mr. Green, we're merely quoting you. A Tea Party-aligned Republican, he was actually Donald Trump's second choice for Army Secretary to withdraw. Trump's first pick, Vincent Viola, the billionaire owner of the Florida Panthers, withdrew his nomination in February, citing difficulties in divesting himself from his businesses. Trump then nominated Green for the job in April. Green would have replaced former Secretary of the Army Eric Fanning, appointed by President Obama and the nation's first openly gay service secretary. This is all one more big example of the power of standing up for our community and raising our voices. Phone calls and more to our elected representatives makes a difference. And finally, in LGBTQ entertainment news, Netflix released season two of its hit sci-fi psychosexual thriller series, Sensate, this past Friday. I've been binge-watching over the weekend, enjoying the sophisticated storytelling, diverse cast, especially uber-sexy Spanish star Miguel Angel Silvestri and terrific trans actress Jamie Clayton. The series follows eight completely different individuals across every demographic you can think of as they discover they have the ability to share each other's consciousnesses, talents, and skills. The project was created by transgender siblings Lily and Lana Wachowski, who have been behind some of the most creative projects to land on both the big and small screens, from The Matrix film series and Speed Racer to Cloud Atlas. Clearly, these two aren't afraid to push the envelope. Lana Wachowski made her first public appearance after her transition in 2012, and Lily came out as transgender in 2016. And it's clear their journeys have impacted their approach to Sensate. The cast may be the most diverse ever on TV. There's a bus driver from Nairobi, a kickboxer from Seoul, a transgender activist named Nomi from California, 
a Hindi pharmacist from Mumbai, a DJ from London, a safe-cracking thief from Berlin, a hunky gay Spanish actor Lido, the aforementioned Silvestri, from Mexico, and a cop from Chicago. And the LGBTQ characters are front and center of the storytelling. The arc of Nomi's transition, the rejection of her family, and her relationship with her girlfriend is an honest portrayal of the struggle of the trans community, offering both gritty, painful chapters as well as positive examples of love and inclusion. Similarly, Leto's life as a closeted actor is vastly relatable for LGBTQ folks, especially those who feel trapped in the closet. As we follow his journey, there's passion, catharsis, hurt, and joy. The show is beautifully shot, often sensual in tone, and in case you missed it, take the time to wind back to Season 1, Episode 6. I'm helping you out, folks, for one of the most erotic scenes I've ever seen on TV. Pushing boundaries and giving LGBTs high visibility, Sensate is the most inclusive, diverse show on mainstream television, delivering a beautiful message of openness and communication. I can't recommend it enough. And that brings me to the end of this episode. If you like catching up via the Ready Report podcast, make sure you hit that little subscribe button on my page on iTunes, and you'll be notified every time I upload a new episode. And share the news about my podcast with your friends. The more, the merrier. And remember, you can find me every single day on the internet at therandyreport.com, where I report on the daily news cycle regarding politics, pop culture, and entertainment news of interest to the LGBT community. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Thank you.